Okay, once again, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Carlos D. I'm, I'm of course, M. Carlos D. And I'm joined by two of the premier black scholars in um, all of America. At least that's what they told me they were. Um, I'm not checking their credentials. Uh, so once again, we have the lovely Tyra returning to the show. Hey. This is, If I had a sound effects machine, this is what I would put the claps in. But I'm going to put that in Aww. later in post-production. Appreciate it. And then we have another beautiful, intelligent uh, black woman goes by the name of Vanessa. Welcome her to the show. Hello, hello, hello. You see, and then real quick, you see how Vanessa was talking clearly and into the microphone? Oh, I'm going to do the same thing, Tyra. People <laughs> got to be able to hear what you got to say. My bad. All right. I'll be, I'll be a little bit more better. That's beautiful. So I, I went out and got to the... <laughs> <laughs> the two of the most uh, prominent black scholars in America because we got to talk about things that's going on in the world I haven't recorded an episode in a couple of weeks because I've been trying to figure out what is the best episode to record in the times that we are currently in normally I, I don't go into um, like live events I like the show to be evergreen so people can listen to it whenever they want to um, but these topics are so important especially for us as black um, you know I'm black people didn't know that I am black um <laughs> Tyra's black, Vanessa's black, and we got like we wanted to talk about some black issues. Um, mm-hmm. So, what what has been going on in society the last couple of weeks um, to about a month? I feel irresponsible to have a show that I put out in a weekly manner that doesn't discuss these types of issues. Um, so that's why I called these two in because they told me they were experts in everything black. I mean, you gonna stop saying that first of all? <laughs> <laughs> we're not super experts, but we. I, I, I am mean, educated and well versed. We're experienced, right? I feel like if you black and you live in America, then you are expert on everything black, and you both That's fit true. the bill. Uh, you know, you are thinking like all of our white counterparts <laughs> that have been tapping all of us over the last couple of days, um, asking for our advice and suggest suggestions about what to say, what to do, how we feeling, and I'm just like, please go away. But that's what that's why I put y'all on for y'all. Explain to these white people what they need to be doing to help us be better. Read a book. Use the Google. Hi, hire a consultant. Eat, pay don't people pay some me money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should us black people be paid for our expertise on being black? Yes. Yes. Because who else gets paid for their expertise on it? Everybody. So it's time we do But it. also, like, you don't need expertise on black. No one's asking you to learn to be black. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's that's not the ask. So there are other ways to learn how to do that besides asking a black person. Yeah. And I feel like everybody is kind of ignoring the whole why and they're only focusing on the what. And the why is like because there's a system of racism in the country and like we have to get rid of the system that exists. And I think that that's. That's really the problem. It's just basically like do better, mm-hmm. like in general every day. It doesn't mean you have to like hire black people for everything, but I don't know. I just feel, I mean, I definitely think there should be more of us, but I don't think that that's the only solution. Mm-hmm. So like if you're just going to hire us and have us at the forefront for, you know, to be optics, the pictures, yeah. of course, Yeah, that's all the brochure. <laughs> Right. Diversity numbers. Put out a statement just for the sake of 
being like, everybody's putting out a statement. I should fucking put out a statement and not do anything, then you've missed the entire point. So that's all. But yeah, that's been uh, our lives for the last couple weeks in corporate America. White people uncomfortable. Personally, I like that they're uncomfortable, but you know. Welcome to the party. (laughs) Welcome to the party. Yes. Right. Do do you like you say they're uncomfortable? Do you think they get it though? Do you think it's possible? I guess the real question: Do you think it's possible for like the average white person? And I'm not talking about people who are like overly woke or people who make it their effort to kind of make themselves aware or knowledgeable of these causes or these different experiences. Do you think the average white person will ever be in a position that they will understand the plight of the minority? And it's specifically because we are black, the black person in this country. Is that, is that just a, like a dream that we are having as black people that will never really come true? Or do you think it could actually happen? I don't think I'm asking for white people to understand the things that I go through as a black person as a result of, you know, the things that this country has done to my ancestors, to me, and to those that will probably come after me. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm, I'm not asking you to get it on a deep level, right? Like, just be aware of it and be aware of how you have benefited benefited and are benefiting from it right but I don't expect you to understand what it feels like to walk down the street and somebody like you know grab their purse I don't expect you to understand what it feels like you know as a black mom to be nervous that your son is going to the store and coming back right like I don't expect you to understand on a deep level what that feels like but I expect you to know that that does exist for some people and for you it doesn't yeah and that's really all and and, and really that's all in theory you should need right in order to say as a person i want to do better and i want to contribute to the cause yeah Mm -hmm. that should really be all you need you shouldn't have to understand on a deeper level or have the tears that i have or experience the pain that i experience to know that something is wrong Right. You shouldn't have to understand my trauma to be able to empathize and be able to be part of a solution for it to prevent it. I mean, I totally agree. But you you also have these people who say because they don't experience it every day, they don't see it or they aren't involved with enough people, um, black people in general. To, uh, to fully understand it. So it's like a lot of things. It's like, uh, and I'm not making excuses for anybody because, of course, anybody with any common sense will know that being white in this country is better than, not better, um, but on the surface. You are of afforded it, certain things exactly. that white people are on, not. On the surface, it you know, you get the benefit of the doubt that a black person might not get. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, that's easy for us to say, but it's hard for you to understand. It's like the same thing with me when it comes to. Uh, sexist issues you know I, I know women have it harder than the man has it but it, it's hard for me as a man to fully understand or be able to grasp it when I don't experience it day to day I may hear the stories of what women say I may hear I may see actions I may hear women tell me all the time so is it more important that I not really understand it and I just kind of sympathize with you and um, 
be supportive or is it that I need to kind of grasp it to fully grab it, if I'm making any sense at all? I think that makes sense. I just think that I still don't think you have to truly like understand what someone's going through to be able to like, like empathize or at least know this is happening and not do the things to like prevent that from happening. Like even in the, like, I feel like in the case of like sexual assault, for example, like people know how not to assault people. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I guess that's a little different, but um, yeah, I think there has to be some form of knowledge and awareness. That's why they have protests. That's why they have, uh, you know, the different social media activism that's occurring. But I, I also think that um, it just has to click in a way that makes sense to that person. And I feel like a lot of people got it with like the whole Black Lives Matter another thing with the whole house analogy where they were kind of like oh it's not that all the houses in the neighborhood doesn't matter but this house is on fire and, and I feel like a lot of people got it that way so I don't know if it's not and they didn't have to experience that to understand that's what people were talking about so I think it's just kind of communicating in a way that they can understand um and the videos as traumatizing as they are unfortunately help people digest that so yeah you know a lot of times when I, I think about it like this right I have a friend who lost her mother right mm -hmm. I have no idea what it feels like to have lost you know the person that gave birth to me I have no idea sure. right I will never know what that feels like you know at this moment yeah. I will never know what that feels like right but that does not mean that I can't provide support, I can't provide right. sympathy, I can't pray for them, I can't protect her, you know what I'm saying? And so I, this whole idea of like, well, they just don't get it. That's why they can't really, you know, provide support or sympathize or empathize or, you know, try to make things right because they just don't get it. Because again, you don't, I don't believe that you have to intimately get it in order to say, this is wrong and I'm going to do my part to make this situation better. And not only that, but acknowledge the fact that I have been placed in a better position as a result of the things that this person has gone through, right? Like, I don't think you need to get it intimately. Yeah, I definitely understand I definitely where you're coming from. You know, I, I understand, but you always say like these people who are, and, I, and to me it's like, I always wanna to say to people who like, if they want to truly be allies or do anything to support us, I would rather just like stop talking than do anything else. Cause people are quick to be like, Oh, I, I want to support you. But then they always want to come back with, well, X, Y, Z shouldn't have been doing this. X, Y, Z shouldn't have been doing that. Um, if he would only listen to them, you know, all the type of stuff that comes along, or why are you doing X, Y, Z as opposed to just understanding what's going on. And if you don't have anything, there shouldn't be no buts. You know what I mean? There should be no buts when I tell you that I experienced XYZ as a person of color or specifically a black person in this country. But people are quick to always kind of get into that kind of language of they're trying to justify or rationalize or kind of put us into an understanding as to why we shouldn't be acting the way we act as opposed to why we shouldn't be treated the way we're treated. Mm -hmm. So, like, is that something you think that we will ever get to a point where we 
are on past all that type of stuff or do you think it's at least in our lifetime it'll be impossible for us to get past racial issues is this all just like a pipe dream because we've been talking about trying to be unified since at least dr king days or equal or whatever it may be and you know 50 40 years later 50 years later we still in the, <clears throat> you know on paper or so-called we are in a better position but are we truly in a, any different than we were back in the 60s Barely. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just different. I think it's just different. Um, but yeah, I don't know how to answer that question. So, I mean, you're supposed to be the two black scholars, the two most prominent black scholars. According in to you. Well, you, you know. And you can't answer a simple question. You can't fix racism in one night. You can't answer a simple question about I, how to fix black and white relations. You- I also you think you put a timeline on racism. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also, I mean, if somebody says that they have the answer to that, they're fucking liars. So I just think, yeah, I think yeah, nobody knows right now. It's like Corona. Like, anybody knows? <laughs> Well, Corona, they got a better idea. At least things are like what Corona. At least know, they got models to predict, right? I mean, we man. have a model that Corona will end one day. There's an end date. Uh, there's a vaccine that's coming. We know there ain't no vaccine for race. Is there? Right. So th- I guess that's kind of like the biggest thing is like we, you know, we don't know of an end date. This has been going on in this country for 500 years. Uh, the mistreatment of black people, or really any people who is who are not white. Um, so we, we don't have an end date on it so we'll continue about what figuring out when the end date is I don't know. to do the work well, fighting the fight in the fight I feel like Good the fight. work of black people we did we we did our work like it's not our time to do work it's the <laughs> white people's turn like I just feel like they need to do some work right now so they just need to be mad that is a cold hard fact and <laughs> that's like, a cold try hard to fact do some reading do some it's, understanding. It's true indeed, and it goes. Yeah. Either you guys um, uh, fans of Terry Crews? No, okay. never. 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 Actually, I was really uh, like, I was offended you by his role. So hard in that with movie, that. White girls. Well, you saw the movie White Girls. Uh, I don't remember. It that was in jest. What? Well, whatever. It's a I comedy. I know, but I still was like. He believed that you could tell because his life is like that. How is his life like that? <laughs> is his life truly like ain't, that? She ain't never met this man a day in her life, and then called his whole life. Well, have way, you seen his comments? Man, the way he's been tweeting he lately, he's been on some real. Well, I mean, in the past, he's he's made a bunch of remarks about like uh, when Gabrielle Union was going through. I guess because yeah, he's he also on like America's Got, got Talent. Yeah. Um, he was making some comments about well. Instead of just supporting the sister for saying I had a bad experience, I feel like some racial shit going on. His basically thing was basically the whole well, it didn't happen to me. I didn't see it happen, so I don't really believe it happened to her. But he, well, like, didn't he come out a few months before and was talking about how he had also been a victim of like sexual harassment by this, like, by the hands of like producers or whatever to get a role. I think like a year before he said um, yeah. he was at a party or like, something and some white guy grabbed his dick. How dare you? Yeah, I was like, package. how dare you like attack Gabrielle because you didn't have that experience? Rude. Especially the way treated, people treated him 
um, when he made that announcement and all the black women that did support him in light of that. Like when he was talking about yep. how he got sexually assaulted and all the dudes was making fun of him because, you know, he a big buff jack dude and he let some little mm-hmm. white guy grab his package and we was all, well, not we, I wasn't doing it. But the other dudes was clowning him and a lot of black women was like coming to a support and then when it's time for him to support a black woman, he immediately went to some Uncle Tom, you know, tap dancing around the, the, the question. Mm-hmm. You know, typical. Yeah, but his latest you know, comment. The, you know, those some those type of people like you just gotta let them off the bus. <laughs> you just gotta let them because you know it, you can. It goes two ways. One of two ways, right? Like you can either get worked up and well, it can go one of three ways. I think there's this space of like making it a teaching moment and with the expectation that because they're black, right? Like you may not have to put as much effort into that teaching moment. And there is this expectation that they really truly will get it, right? Because they are part of the black experience. But then there's the option of like, you argue with this person until you're black and blue in the face and you know they're stuck in their beliefs, you're stuck in your beliefs and you know, like it just turns into a back and forth or there's the third option where you just let them off the bus. And it's like, that's how you feel. I don't really have the time to sit and teach you, nor do I have the time to sit and argue with you. So I'm just going to let you off the bus. But can we talk about how uh, it's somewhat of a pattern that like black men don't always support black women versus the level of support that black women give to black men is like beyond. Can I talk about that? Sure. Why What's your thoughts on it? Why y'all like this? this? Who's y'all? <laughs> why it be me? I mean, you're the only person on the call here for speaking on behalf of black men. So why y'all like this? You're so stupid. <laughs> I think it's a combination of things. For one, I think a, a lot mm-hmm. of black guys think that you know we get like the shittiest end of the stick when it comes to any type of thing in, in society like we always at the bottom of the totem pole nobody is below us um even though if you look you know you look at like stats or the way people are treated black women probably at the lowest point of of you know everybody else but i think we just kind of get this mentality where we like are the victim and our cause is more important than any other cause um, cause you see it, you see it a lot with a lot of issues, not just the way black women are treated, the way like gay black people are treated, the way trans black people are treated. All those always kind of take a back seat to the plight of the black man. Cause I think we just think we got a monopoly on pain and suffering in this country. Um, just because, you know, it's a patriarchal society, you know, men kind of rule the society. Men always are impo- the most important in the society. So we just kind of get a mindset of that where we are like the victims and we are really need all this help and assistance because without us being able to kind of overcome or achieve a certain level, then nobody that we think are kind of underneath us, which will be like the black woman will be able to do it as well. So I, I think that's, that might be the mindset. I don't have that you know particular mindset. Um, but I think that might be kind of it. If I'm speaking for all black guys, it says that we I just kind of lost level. too much. You, I think you made that deeper than it really is. Okay. Well, then what's your thoughts on it? You Nubian queen? Niggas ain't shit. No, 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 I'm joking. Oh, God. I do not believe that. I do not believe that. Y'all like we bashing on men on my show. No, 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 no. I am definitely not like a black man basher at all. So I take that back. 
Um, I just think that niggas ain't shit is catchy. So well, some niggas ain't <laughs> shit. You right though. Some niggas ain't shit. I mean, that's that's facts. It's not a lie. Yeah. But to say all niggas ain't shit is not true. No, never. I, I mean, I would never make that generalization, regardless of you know who the group is. I'm but. Sure, you would. Mm-hmm. So what is it then? So what do you as as two black women? Do you feel like you are mistreated by black men? If so, under what circumstances? Why do you think that they act the way that they act? I don't personally feel mistreated by mm-hmm. black men. I, I don't. Per, I don't generally feel mistreated by black men, right? Like I, I don't. Obviously, you have you know, instances where that happens, but, you know, that happens with other groups of people. Um, but, yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I can't. Maybe it's I don't think can. it's even a matter of, like, being mistreated. I just think it's a matter of, like, I feel like there's, I mean, I don't know of a cause off the top of my head right now where there's been a black woman leading the charge and, like, a lot of there's a lot of you know black men that are behind her support her etc and don't make it about themselves so i think it's i mean i definitely think you had a point about the whole patriarchy but i don't know i don't i think um i don't have that hasn't been my personal experience but i know that you know sometimes at work though but i mean i think that's just like in general, I think that's like a failed. Mm. I don't know. But um, so do you I don't think it's like real quick? Do you think it's like um, men don't support the black woman enough? Is it that they don't like what? What made you bring up that kind of that topic? If you don't have personal experience about it, what have you seen? Like what? What made you kind of led led you to that? Gotta be something um, I mean, I think even the Gabrielle um, Union example, like, I feel like when she came out against NBC, there wasn't a lot of people calling for a boycott of NBC or anything like that. But um, I think that's an example. I mean, even though I would, I feel like Monique failed in a lot of ways, even her, like, little boycott against Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um even that, like, none of the black comedians came out in her defense. Mm. Um, Monique wasn't making a lot of sense, her, though. Despite her well, in Well, well in, 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 right? in their defense. <laughs> right. I was like, well, she had a lot. But I'm just saying, that's, like, an example. Because um, there's a lot of times when people do fucked up shit that people still defend them. So, I don't know. True indeed. Um, and I, I can't speak for I think a lot of part of that Gabriel Union thing is that like the calls it's like okay this is a rich woman you know she's married to another rich guy and she's complaining about that you know she didn't have the best experience on a tv show and you know Mm -hmm. that's not to like kind of downplay her issues but like to me i'm not about to get worked all up because some rich famous person had a bad experience when they were on a tv show even if it was caused by like a race or something like that because i feel like it's just like way more important issues so i'm not about the ride for gabriel union even though we should technically be right for anybody who feel like they have been discriminated against. You know what's a good example of this? The Surviving R. Kelly documentary. I feel like 
none of those people got support. Who? The people in the documentary, like all the different women, the wives that were on, the ex-wives that were on there. Like, I feel like nobody really supported them except for other black women. Mm, I, see, I, I think I Or other women. I think people didn't support Drea Kelly because she sat around for however many years, 20 years, whatever it is, Murdoch Kelly, benefited from all the money and all the success he had while he was doing all this freaky weird shit to people. And now she wants to play like the victim card when his real victims are those little girls he peed on or all those other sex dungeon women that he had and not necessarily his ex-wife who now that he broke it's okay to make a bunch of noise about how like how messed up he is and i could be speaking on my ass because i don't know the full story of that but i think a lot of people did support i think th- that documentary kind of got it finally got people especially black people to really stop fucking with r kelly like yeah. now i can't even listen to r kelly music anymore even though we had known going back into the 90s when he was marrying allegedly marrying Leah, we knew about that in like you know, ninety ninety seven, ninety nine or whatever. And now yeah. that documentary finally led to R. Kelly finally being like, okay, no more R. Kelly. Terrific. We can't deal with him no more. Yeah, well, in some circles, I think you know I've still definitely driven past a couple of cookouts and they got that shit planned. So yeah, you know they're gonna play step in the name of love. You know, yeah. this is a black cookout. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, you know, that an electric slide. We gotta have something. Yeah, I suppose. Those are the songs. I mean, yeah. we only got but so many songs. A lot, like all of them. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use logic against me. You got it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Speaking of cookouts, that led me to another thing. Do you think we are too quick to invite people to the cookout? Metaphorically. You know about this thing where they always trying to quick to invite Anybody mm-hmm. who does like anything, like Joe Biden and yeah. Bernie Sanders, if a, if, and... if a if a white dude know how to dance, he invited to the cookout. If a mm-hmm. if a girl know all the roads to words to uh, <laughs> whatever, I I can't even think of the song. If everybody know the words of Frankie Beverly and Maze, um, before I let it go, oh she invited mm-hmm. to the cookout. Are we too quick as a group to invite people to the cookout when they really haven't done anything to to be worthy of? being allies or we call allies for us as people is the cookout that sacred yeah in the black are you black <laughs> uh yeah you claim to be a black scholar one of the premier black scholars in america <laughs> and you don't know that the cookout is sacred to the black man i'm gonna put that in my signature from now on i'm a premier black scholar of, i'm the premier black scholar of america and you asked that question yes the blackout is sacred I mean the blackout, okay. the cookout, the sacred to the black man. <laughs> That's the name of, of your next cookout, the blackout. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna have one this summer. Um, you all invited. I appreciate it. Um, so, hmm, are we too quick to invite people? I feel like nah, just invite them, because that doesn't necessarily mean that you're like. You know, just because you have the cookout, don't mean you're getting in the house. Yeah. You know that, right? <laughs> Everybody gotta stay in the back. There's, there's like levels, you know, to the cookout. So you don't think it's any type of um, rules as to who gets invited? As long as they kind of cool, they get to come? I don't know. No. What, what are your rules? What are your no. rules? Tell us your rules. Me? Yes. Man, I need you to be like really show some type of strong support to eliminating white supremacy or being mm-hmm. an ally to black people. And to me, that's okay. not... 
knowing black culture, that's not knowing black the the, the words to black songs or knowing not how to dance. Or, yeah, <laughs> or appropriate black culture. <laughs> Or being a thick, uh, being thick like a black girl, whatever it may be. Okay. Or still in her look or her. Or, so Kim Kardashian's not invited. Hell no. The fact that but her name been, even got airtime. I'm, on I'm this actually going. I'm gonna bleep that out because I don't allow that person. <laughs> I will bleep that name out. I don't allow. I don't like that woman involved in any part of my life. <laughs> but to me, it got. Oh, but that's a good, that. no. Okay, but that but that's a good question, right? Because you know. She did a, she, a few things. She, she did a few things that you we could say, say have checked off your list. Right. What? So would she get an invite? Fucking a bunch of black dudes don't get you on the list. No. Nah. No, we're not talking about that. She did the uh she got that girl released from prison and she got a couple people she got a cup she got a couple of wrongly accused things. or overly convicted people out of mm-hmm. prison in the black community. And okay. she's doing all that like homeless work in downtown LA. See, the problem so does with her, she get, So according to that, she's at your cookout, and right? And her children are black. For one, out for one, you know, we already established just because because you have sex with black people, or you even have kids by black people, don't mean you're invited to the cookout. For that's for one. For two, to me, it comes down to you, and it's hard to judge because you don't, you'll never know what's your true intentions behind this type of stuff. Now she doing this type of stuff so she can say she did this type of stuff, which it's been. The majority of her entire career has just been based on, you know, attention, needing attention, wanting attention, or does she truly have a understanding of these plights that these people go through and a real passion to kind of get these people released? And that like, it, it becomes tricky because I don't know her true intentions. Let me but, ask you a question. Yeah. If you find out that she does it for attention, right? But she commits her entire life to it, and as a result, has freed i don't know thousands of black people Mm -hmm. wrongly convicted or overly convicted does that change your position right like the outcome is still the same no well i'll be happy for those thousands of people that she helped get free um but when i invite her to the cookout no she can look over the fence and watch us have fun and enjoy ourselves (laughs) she can know the address but she ain't getting the passcode no she can't come in the backyard is it because her claim to fame was like rooted in her sex tape? No. Or... Okay, let's not. I don't want to talk about okay. the Kim Kardashian or is it podcast she topic. Appropriate... Okay. Okay, that's fine. But I think I think I still think that that's an interesting point of view. What's interesting like point of view? That she's still not invited. I feel like she should be invited. She's not invited. Well, She'll be at yours. <laughs> what? She she'll be at Tyra's. Oh, she'll be at Tyra's. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tyra, I won't be coming to that one. So <laughs> right. I mean, but Vanessa did ask a good question. Is like, does it really matter what somebody's um, thought process is as long as their action was good? So that is like a, a like a tricky combination because it's like, okay. It, Not it is, for everything, of course. Of course, it doesn't apply everywhere, right? It's mm-hmm. obvious in some cases, but in others, it may not be as straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's if somebody's on universal good, then I probably would let them a slide on it, though. So she really, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was for clout or whatever, and she really did free like a thousand people who were un, un overly punished or um, falsely imprisoned. Then of course you give her like a a round of applause, you know, good work. But I'm not about to make her the face of prison reform 
just because yeah you know she's a celebrity and exactly. she talked to another celebrity mm-hmm. who's unfortunately our president and got some things to happen yeah especially when he did that probably just to panel <clears> to <throat> you know black voters but that's every mm-hmm. politician so i can't really you know he's yeah. the worst politician but every politician does the same thing there is no politician that I don't think there's any such thing as like a good politician who is just this virtual person who is just out to do good for people. Especially when they are career politicians. There's no such thing. You shouldn't be a career politician. Politician, every politician should have term limits. You shouldn't be allowed to be in politicians or uh, in the political life for 30 and 40 years at a time affecting change for all that time because then you lose sight of like being a person, a, a man of the person a person that's in society as opposed to somebody who's kind of governing it. Yeah. Well, while I agree with you, I I do think there are good politicians out there. Name one. I think they should have. I mean. Exactly. I like like my man Barack. And I do like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Don't even get me started on AOC. She's new. She's new. Um, and I like Stacey Abrams, but she I don't know if she's considered officially a politician because she didn't win, but... No, like she's her. like a state senator, right? Ain't she like on the local level? Uh, like it wasn't... I'm for, not sure. You don't just run for governor. She had to be doing... She had to have some type of pass, right? Uh, I don't know her full pass, but I'm not sure if she's on state office in Georgia. I know um, she was in law there, but I don't know of her. Let me look at the good Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, she was in the George House of Representatives okay. for like ten well, that years. Makes sense. Okay. So that's not like the House Congress, but it's like the state Congress, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I do I do like her. I don't think she should run with Joe Biden though. But that's another story. Do you think George Biden should pick a woman um running mate? Yes. And I think it should be a black woman, but I don't think it should be Stacey Abrams. Why do you say I feel that? like she should. Is she, she too should black? Run on her own ticket. No, I think she should run on her own ticket. She should be the next Shirley Chisholm, but actually win. Mm. So yeah, that's what I think. What do you think about this thing that I've been hearing about? It's why he shouldn't pick Stacy because Stacy is too black and won't be able to relate to white voters, white especially white women voters. They they think what? like a Kamala is a better pick because she is no. fair toned. No. You believe that? That's crazy. If that's the rationale, I think uh, um, I feel like no, I don't agree with that. But I also think that whoever Joe Biden picks, I mean, it's going to be tricky and hard because he's a difficult person. I don't even think he should be running, but um, and he's a different, he's a difficult candidate to be on the ticket with because he's sat as number two for so long so like now he's outspoken and just saying all the wrong shit well he's seen now um that's the biggest problem <laughs> he's, he's a little seen now he got probably got so I mean, he 80 years old he got dementia we know it and he just like had all these tragic losses i don't i just he just is i don't know why the democratic party is pushing him right now but um so whoever runs with him is really gonna have a shit show on their hands honestly but um but yeah, I don't think that's not why Stacey Abrams shouldn't be his running mate. I think she just deserves a better a better shot. You think she should wait and chill until 2024? Mm-hmm. Mm. Or run for Congress. 
So yeah, Congress or Senator, yeah. I don't mm -hmm. know if they got those elections this year. I don't keep up with the elections. I don't know. Uh, maybe next year for Georgia. Okay. But can can um Joe beat Trump? I mean, after the, this month, <laughs> last <laughs> month, can any everybody ever? I mean, yeah, I think so. After this month, but um, and I think a lot of people from what I've what we've seen so far during the primaries are definitely going to turn out to vote versus in 2016 when a lot of people didn't. Mm -hmm. The young people ruined so, the, ruined it for, in 2016. They didn't come out. No, they it was the white up. women. Oh, the white it woman was, was of course. Woman. They definitely voted um, heavily for Trump. And that's mm -hmm. my only concern. I, I don't think like you were talking about, I don't think having a Women in general, I don't think women are like are get enough respect in this country to push Biden over the edge, and I think it might be like a detriment um, when it comes to people willing to vote for him, especially if it's a black woman, because like going back to what we were talking about earlier, how they are the least respected person on earth, uh, and people will go out of their way to vote, not vote for either vote for Trump or not vote at all to avoid putting a black woman one step away from being president. And that's sad to say, but I think it's true. Well, and so, so I think optically, like they they probably won't pick a black woman because they don't want it to seem like, oh, we because of the climate right now, that's why we picked one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think they're not, I, I think they're gonna pick a person of color. I don't know if it'll be a woman. I kind of think it'll be a woman, but I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a black woman. I don't know. I feel like it should be, but it probably won't be. Do you think them picking a black woman is pandering in any kind of way? I mean, I didn't watch the whole Charlemagne interview, but um, or listen to it. But I, I, they don't have any problems pandering. I don't know. I just think. Um, they would they would see it as we they were trying to pandering when I think it would really probably be smarter on their end, but to have one or not have one to have one yeah, mm. but I I think they'll see it as oh they'll think we're pandering because of the state of what the country is in right now, so I don't know yeah we will see but they're not gonna announce it till. Like literally the week before the convention. When is the convention? It ain't it in June? August. It's what? Yeah. Is it always so close to the election? Uh, they're normally in the summer, like August, July. Um, so yeah. But that's not that close. It's still like three months out. That's how much I know. I just show up on the election day. I can't. Uh, it's so mm -hmm. boring. Policies are so boring. And I feel like very ignorant for saying this, but. Like watching all those debates and all that type of stuff. I don't know how people do it. So how are you informed when you're at the poll? Uh, I just vote for... Um, don't say it. Do not say it. <laughs> what? I'm not, I will not allow you to say it on your podcast. Okay. I'm not going to say it. I will it. not. I'm not going to allow I'm not you gonna to say, say that. All right. All right. Well, but I'm, uh, next question. <laughs> wait, see, I like that. Just stick to it. I feel... Protect I'm, me from I'm myself. I just, <laughs> you're welcome. I just 
read the little newsletters that come out. There's a few that, you know, they keep it That's short a good sweet. question. What is a good way to yeah, stay informed? I, keep it short I read, there's, there's like different newsletters, like, you know, news newsletters that I just read. And that's how I just stay abreast of what's happening. I think Axios is really good. Um, and then if you want to like figure out what the, the other side's thinking about, subscribe to a couple Fox News ones, but you don't really have to do that because they, um, you can honestly just like read the front page of Fox News and you know everything that they've said. Mm-hmm. Um, or watch Trevor Noah, Steve Colbert, they all flag the crazy shit that the Republicans are talking about. So. And you know, I, I, I do once in a while I think it's good to keep up with the crazy right just so you know like how crazy shit is really getting yeah um in terms of perspectives but I don't even think you have to be that person that like follows politics all year round to make an informed decision like it's okay to like elections coming up let me get my shit together let me look at my candidates Google. google some shit you and know, every watch watch has a couple like minutes. A little of, roundup. Yeah, every yeah. you you can you can Google like candidate summaries and you know go on websites. But what I don't recommend is just showing up. <laughs> That's what I don't. I recommend. feel do that instead of not going. Yes, you know what? <laughs> if you're not gonna do anything, <laughs> fine, just show up. People die. <laughs> That's what my dad yells at me every time. He's like, Fine, to tell just people show no. up. Like, I'm but I beg you to at least on your walk there, do a Google, do a Google search, do a Twitter search. Man, I, take Twitter a, search. I take a couple of flyers from the people that standing outside, and that kind of no. helped me. No, uh, I mean, but what if, be helpful? I mean, it's just. But what about the people who aren't there? Well, then I feel like I figure if they're not there or they ain't seen nobody to represent them, they don't care enough. So I'm not gonna rule mm. for them. Well. Or maybe they're not always the person with the biggest budget. So maybe that's true. You know, they you know don't what? have that I've ability. I always have never figured out the write-in thing and like how that actually works. Cause like it don't actually... work. My grandfather rolled <laughs> himself in for every election since like 1964. He never won. So uh, I don't know why he used like... to just do it all the time. He would just write his own name. What or, do you mean? He, he might have never been lying won. To me, well, he probably he was, was the only person. Well, no, yeah. yeah, I'm. Being facetious, of course. He oh, didn't. I was like, <laughs> he was the only one voting for himself. Of course, so then. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, my, but I wonder. I want to figure that out. Like, how often has has a write-in campaign ever actually worked? Got somebody on the I'm pretty sure it has, but it, it has to be like in a small town, like on a, on a, mm-hmm. of course, on a national presidential election, you would never have enough people write in a, a yeah, candidate to win. Money. But if you lived like in a small town, let's say it was a town of. I don't know, 100, 200, those little bad bitty towns that nobody cares about. I think somebody could win Jeez. in a situation like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you gonna act like it's not true? We care about like 10 cities in this whole country. All we well, care about is D.C., New York, and L.A., that's why they have Chicago, Atlanta, <laughs> Houston. Right. And, I, and I feel like they would, we need to get rid of the electoral college. Don't bad. nobody care about Bismarck, um, Idaho, or whatever. Bo- uh, Bozy. What about Flint, Michigan? They still ain't girl. Got they still water. ain't got water. You know they don't care about them. <laughs> That's unfortunate. And a lot of white people live there, and they still don't care about them. That's so sad. Yeah. Why don't you say Michael bottles? Moore made that movie and everything. But what you do to support him? Be honest. I sent some water. I did. 
I know people. I got family in Detroit. I know people. Detroit ain't Flint. I I know, but it's not far. <laughs> so you claim. Uh, <laughs> um. <clears throat> so. Oh. All right. One last topic before we get out of here. You guys have been a joy. You lied about your credentials, but at least y'all fun to talk to. I don't think we lied. We was a hundred percent. That's true. Do you think the protests of the last month, um, who who came from the un, well, well, I got two things. One thing I want to ask you about, um, Neo. Neo, the singer. The singer. You may not have okay. seen this. Like he sung at George uh, George Floyd's uh, funeral. Oh no! See, I didn't watch that. Yeah, I didn't watch it either because I, you know, that's just kind of depressing. Mm. Plus, I, you know, I don't even really go to the funeral people I actually know, so it's hard mm. for me to kind of get into a funeral people who I don't know. You know, I understand how, and that's kind of gotten to the thing about like what Neo said. So at the funeral, Neo was singing, um, "It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday." Mm-hmm. That that classic song. But before he mm-hmm. said that, he had to give this speech where he was like, "I want to thank, you know, George for his sacrifice." Um, and people got like up in arms about that. Yeah, I wouldn't have used that word. Uh, yeah, exactly. that was a bad choice of word. <laughs> but that that got me to thinking. Like, do people get so caught up in looking to nitpick somebody or call out every little word they say that they forget the bigger picture? Now, to me, Neo is no genius. He's no order. He's no. Uh, he's a singer. He's not like a genius, political bright mind. So yeah. he was trying to use his best words to explain. Uh, of course, we know that George Floyd didn't sacrifice anything. He was murdered. He was killed. He didn't purposely give his life for this cause. It's just a kind of a byproduct of something that horribly happened to him. But should people really be jumping on top of Neo and criticizing him because he used the wrong choice of words when that's not really his forte? Let's take away from like the bigger image of or the bigger picture when we nitpick little stuff like that instead of keeping a focus on what his, I guess, I don't even know how to say it, what his purpose really was in this situation. Do we yeah, get so lost I mean, on The point is that uh, we all knew what he meant, even though he said it wrong. And I feel like, yeah, people are probably being dramatic. I haven't seen the backlash about it, but yeah, I mean, crabs in a barrel. Those people do. They just, I don't know. They just well, I don't necessarily think it's crabs in a barrel, or right? Or maybe like, they're I think, just too sensitive about stuff sometimes. Well, I mean, I think this is emotional ass time, yeah. and people are suffering and in pain and in anguish, and you know, for someone, especially if it's if it's coming from his family or just someone you know who may not have known him personally, but for some reason, this story really hit home, like. I, I, yeah, I don't, um, no, No, my bedroom door is open and it slammed the door, but we're nowhere near there. So stuff thought we had a ghost. We do. We have ghosts. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, people are emotional. I, I wouldn't be upset at Neo because like, you know, Tyra said, I understand his intent, but I also could see why people would be offended by it, right? Like they're emotional, they're hurt, they're grieving, mm-hmm. right? They, they've experienced trauma. And so 
they are a little hyper aware. They, they, their emotions are, you know, like peaked. And so that may be a result of that. Mm. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm going to give the people a pass to let Neo alone. Let him be Neo. <laughs> he not a genius. Because you the pass giver out there. Okay. I am. I am. I'm a, y'all are the most, the, uh, most authoritative people when it comes to black things. I am an authority mm-hmm. on forgiveness and giving people passes on stuff. Okay. Got it. Noted. All right, before we get out of here. Your email signature too. It is. <laughs> I'm the president of the company. Um, protests. Let's talk about the protests real quick. Have you guys personally been to any protests? And then also, what do you say to the people who want confuse protesters with looters and realize that they are not the same thing, two separate things? You know, people protesting are people protesting. People looting are people taking advantage of protesting. And then if you have been to a protest, what was your experience at the protest? Well, I haven't been to any of the recent protests, but I have protested before. Mm-hmm. But I want to say that I watched this video about this. Um, she's like an activist. Her name's uh, Kimberly Jones, I think, on Instagram. Her name's like Kimber- Kimberly Latrice. I'm going to lie. It's some it's something Kimberly L word and then Jones her last name. So she talked about the difference between protesters, looters, and rioters, and I felt like a lot of her points were extremely valid. Um, the main one being that kind of like what you just said, but protesters are out there because they care, they want to be heard, and they want some change. Looters are opportunists because they're really just, you know, out there because people are smashing shit because they're mad. And so they're out there to kind of win. And that's a result or out there to get things that they otherwise feel like they wouldn't be able to get. And all of that is including the rioters, people who are mad and breaking shit and burning shit down is because they feel hopeless. They feel like that's the that's the only you know it was never theirs to begin with they don't own any of it so they're just like burn the shit down and that's the you know where they're coming from so i feel like focusing on the why is more important than on the what Mm -hmm. but um but i really liked what she had to say and i would recommend watching it her points of view she gets very emotional about it and she compares it to monopoly which was even like the craziest thing um i felt like it made it really relatable yeah yeah Yeah. and i didn't Um, look it up it's kimberly latrice jones or at least on ig yeah okay but go ahead Vanessa. i'm going to cut you off go ahead so you know um oprah hosted that town hall yesterday and um what's the director's name ava Ava Yeah, yeah yeah I um, really liked the way she spoke to this point, right? So she was essentially saying that, right, of course, it's similar to how, you know, Tyra broke it down. There, there are three distinct groups um, and each of those groups participate in different ways, but the why is the same, right? And if you are going to allow yourself to be distracted by 
the looting and the rioting from the cause, then like, were you really down or did you really understand the cause in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. So there have been people that are, she's like, so are you gonna tell me like, oh, I would have, you know, stood for oppressed, you know, people if they didn't start looting. Or I would have understood the plight of the black man in America if they weren't setting things on fire, right? Like if that's your rationale, then like you really don't understand and it as much as you think you do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not only that, right? Like you have to understand why these people, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, and you know, the, the systematic oppression that's been surfacing these past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm talking about par- poverty. I'm talking about, you know, the, the economics that affect the black community, right? Like you can't look at looting and rioting without looking at that also. And if you decide to remove that, in addition to letting the looting distract you from the why, then you're a lot farther than you think you are in terms Mm -hmm. of being supportive of this cause that's happening. And the gentrification. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's on that. There you go. And so many, you said it all. So many struggles, so many things going on. You didn't on. share your point of view on that. On what? On protests. Um, I think protests are, of course, good. Um, same thing you've already said, and I already explained, like, you know. But to me, honestly, the even though the looting is, it, it's not good to loot. You shouldn't loot. Um, people shouldn't mm-hmm. take advantage of the situation. But Agreed. I think that's all that ultimately is going to be able to affect some type of change. If 10 million people just marched in a peaceful protest, there was nothing blown up, there was nothing on fire, there was nothing wrecked, I think people will say, okay, a lot of people showed up, and then they would just ignore the situation. I think when people, when stuff did start burning down, half a minute, downtown Minneapolis was on fire, is when people really started talking about making some changes, getting these people right, arrested. Right. Um, yeah, so even yeah. though those looters were just kind of taking advantage of things, I think they still prompted the change as opposed to what they call these so-called peaceful protests where people just kind of march with their signs. I don't think those things work. I don't think just marching with signs. Awareness. Oh, but I don't think I don't think it provokes enough change in people that they're going to do anything other than smile and nod, wait for you to leave, and then not think about it again. But when stuff I, is on I, fire, it changes things. Combination yeah, I was going to say, I don't think any one thing right mm-hmm. is going to get us to the goal i think you need a combination <clears throat> of a bunch of things right like if you only had pe- peaceful protesters right like yes there's a certain type of awareness but you, it, it brings awareness but where's the urgency right, right. like mm-hmm. if you only have looters and rioters then it's like you know they'll bucket them into like the crazy group Right. If you only have, you know, people that are trying to address it by building up the black economy. Right. You'll have people that are like, well, okay, let them be on their own. And like, I still won't respect them or look at them as equal. You know, they'll just be on their own side doing their own thing. So I really do think that it's a combination of so many efforts that's really going to make our voices be heard and really cause actual fucking change. Yeah. 
Beautiful. You said it. Drops mic. You said oh that okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Calm down. Don't get too big headed. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just All right. Kidding. Let's get in the final message. I want you to Should we end on a positive note? No, no, no. We're gonna we gonna end up on yelling at some white people. That's that's okay. how we're going. Oh, the the Karen's of the world? I I want you to give a message to two okay. people, two type of white people. One the ones who well three type of white people if you had a message to give to the three type of white people i think they are the ones that continue to oppress us the ones that are ignorant to it and then the ones that are or claim to want to be so-called allies what would you say to those three different groups wait what was the i'm first? not doing this exercise oh you oh, oh, oh okay okay what was, the, what was the first group the first one is the the the, the, the effed up people that just want to keep black people down and out oh okay feel free to drop out don't do the exercise if you want to because we all um i don't really have a message okay i think the my message to all white people i don't have a message to all white people you do (laughs) would be you better be careful with that all word (laughs) leave us alone you know what bacon lettuce and mayo You heard it here first. But I I mean, that would probably be my message. Yes. Bacon Bacon lettuce. So I saw somebody with a shirt that said just BLM and I was like, but what if somebody confused that? Like what I feel like you gotta really point out that like it's Black Lives Matter. Like what if somebody was like bacon, lettuce, mayo? People that's low. Fire. That's gross, but Well, you don't put mayo on your um, BLT? Uh, I'm not really. I just just a little. I don't really. Like I, mayo. I mean, you don't put like a garlic on it, but you put like a little spread on it, cause you yeah, know, I like mayonnaise. It look a little add a little flavor to it, a little flavor to the sandwich. You know, they ain't never eggs. Mm-hmm. No. It's a little grease in. It. You know, black people love grease. <laughs> That's a stereotype. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's true. All right, so these ladies, they not talking to y'all white people. Day. They want y'all to figure it out for yourselves. Get your shit together. They gotta do something. It's their turn. Alone. I thought I said that. No, I'm not. They gotta I, do I'm the, the work now. They do have to do the work. I, do I'm just saying. I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna do that exercise because that's exactly. that's not. Tell them. Tell them. You know the energy mm-hmm. that. Um, I think I want to really yeah, say. Been, if you, haven't you? Have you had some friends come in your text messages and your DMs in the last like week, being like, "Hey, how are you?" No, you don't got no oh friends, God. so no. Okay. Well. I've had a few. They're like, "How are you? Are you okay? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're so oppressed." <laughs> it's not funny, but yeah, it's, it's funny. I'm just it's like, true. Mm. One thing I really want to tell people is, look, <clears throat> if you truly, honestly, before you even approach any black person, if you are truly interested in supporting black people or learning about these things, Google is free. The libraries. I don't know if they open right now, but they they gonna be open soon. Come to me with some basic understanding and research before you start asking me a bunch of questions about black lives or black plights or all the bad things that's happened. History exists. You you got access to it all. So before you even come to me, come to me with some type of plan or some type of understanding because I'm not explaining shit to you. And that's all I gotta say about Appreciate that. It. We we on the same page. All right then. So once again, this has been a joy. Two of the most prominent black scholars in the world. Amen. Ooh, we got the world now. Came you on my us. little podcast. <laughs> Appreciate it.
Appreciate the invite. Well, literally tens, maybe a hundred people might listen to this. And they said, <laughs> they appreciate y'all. Do y'all want to shout out anything? Any projects you're working on? Your IGs? Tyra never wants to shout out her <laughs> IG. She ashamed to be on the show. It's okay. Mm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna beg. I don't have one, but you know, I'm working on a project. Uh, you know, you've inspired me to possibly start my own little podcast. You should. It's free. So, Everybody can do it. I'll invite you. I'll give you the basic equipment. But when you invite me on, I don't want to talk about nothing serious. I only want to talk about the things I normally talk about on my podcast. Um, how to get how to get laid. Tyra's told me the appropriate uh, Vanessa did you know that Tyra told me the appropriate amount you have to spend on a date to ensure that you will get laid at the end of the night did she tell you about that I didn't know that she told I me never said I told didn't me. even know that wow. that number existed she wow. told me the exact amount um, you have to spend no. and a woman will definitely sleep with you at the end of the night she told you but I'm. we're going to say that for the next time mm-hmm. Tyra what, this is like your third time coming I appreciate you Vanessa, mm-hmm. if you want to come back into when I talk about fuck shit, you can come back for that too. Because I talk about that all the time and I'm always looking for guests, especially in COVID times. So if you want to come back, you know, leave Tyra at home next I time. I do want to, uh, I, I don't have any, I mean, projects that I'm working on, you know, that share worthy, but I do want to shout out two black owned businesses um, with owners that are very close to me. One is Bias in Leon out of New York City. That's mm-hmm. Bias, B-Y-A-S, and Leon, L-E-O-N. In New York City, there's a clothing, they're a clothing company. And the second is Natural Ash Skincare. You can Good find stuff. her on Instagram. Black owned makes body butters. Um, she's an oncology nurse who's really invested in the skincare of our community and has turned that into a product. So please, please, please. Check both of them out. Thank you. Please Amen. do so. So thank you both for coming on. I really appreciate your thoughts and your insight. This has been Conversations with Carlos D. Until next time, see ya.